Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Half Hour on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Mahochko, and joining me as always, he is my co-host on the West Coast, and he has seen better days. He is Chad Smart. Hi, Chad. How are you, buddy? Hello, Greg. I'm doing great. Have you seen Stranger Days? The 1995 film that has something to do with the future and I think Y2K and okay I, I don't know the plot so I can't really say anything about it but yes uh <clears throat> speaking of better days this is a great time to be recording as uh, you can probably tell in my voice um not sick I don't have a cold I just had sinus surgery so that I could try to uh, you know not die in my sleep which I think is very important and uh, yeah, so I'm still dealing with the congestion that comes a few days afterwards. So it's a fun time. So I can't wait to put this episode down on to prosperity, prosperity, posterity. Uh, All of the above. You should never try to use more than two syllable words. And uh, yeah, so that whoever finds this show in like three years can come back and remind me of, of this time in my life. Oddly enough, um, let's talk about better days because this episode, we teed it up, kind of uh, did the brainstorming live on last week's show. But this episode is, uh, it's it's not a full length feature, (laughs) apparently, (laughs) but what we're doing is the movie of our lives, you know, our own biopics, what songs would be on the soundtrack. Uh, So, uh, but because it's a half hour show, we can't have, you know, a 14 album, a 14 track uh, album, uh, better days. And the bottom drops out citizen King 1999. Is that on your, uh, th- did I spoil one for you? Uh, no. Okay. No. Do you remember that song? Uh, I believe I know that there's a song by that name, but again, if it was popular in the nineties, Chances are I wasn't listening to it. Ooh, okay. Well, hmm. I'm I'm interested to uh, to hear your list, Chad. But we established uh, in in the get go, or I should say, in the pre pre show, that I have five songs and you have four. So rather than you start and then me have two songs back to back, I figured I'd start and then and then we'd uh we we Lead work in the middle, from there. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Sounds good. So the, I think this would, I guess, kind of be considered my um, opening credits song. And that is, you know, it's, it's that montage of, of uh, maybe my parents meeting, uh, getting married, uh, me being born, you know, growing up a little bit of little league, things like that till high school. And the song that would be playing uh, over that, period would be blink 182s i gotta find it here 1997 hit damn it are you familiar with that i mean you just said if it's from the 90s you don't know what it is um but it's i do know there's a band called blink 182 but no damn it is not one of their songs that i am familiar with damn it is off of their uh it's technically their uh second studio album but it is their 
debut on like a mainstream, like with, with their, their big, um, like mainstream record label, uh, deal dude ranch came out in 1997 is written by the bassist Mark Hoppus. And it concerns maturity and growing older, uh, written about a fictional, uh, breakup and the difficulty of seeing, seeing a former partner with another, um, the, the reason I, I said is there's a line in the hook called, um, and it goes, well, I guess this is growing up. Anyway, um, it's all right to tell me. I, I'm not going to sing it. We'll let them sing it right now. And it'll happen once again. She'll turn to a friend. So now that you've heard a snippet, Chad, of Blink-182's Damn It, I'm sure it, it, it flooding back to your memory of, of, of a song that you would have ignored 25 years ago. <laughs> like I said, I know Blink-182. I remember all the small things and uh, the other song that was popular that they did. Uh, <clears throat> but, you know, and I know that uh, one of the members has gone off to chase UFOs now but yeah uh, blink 182 is just one of those bands that i remember as being a trl band and they were on the mtv movie or music awards but i i you know i i see them in memes a lot of times where i'll be like oh remember the 90s when 12 year old you was singing along work sucks i know but you really didn't know because you were 12 but yeah so again I know of Blink-182, and uh, I, I, can, uh, I, I can understand why it is on your list, because, again, our age differences. So Blink-182 would have been your, guessing your coming of age. I was 15. I was 15 when, Blink, when uh, that song came out. Could have been a late bloomer. Could have been a late bloomer. Thank you. So. <laughs> All right, Chad, get us rolling with the. Uh, I don't know if it is it your opening credits see uh, song or, uh, or how do this you? This would be this would be like the main theme for my film. You know, kind of like uh, is it New York City Arthur's theme by Christopher Cross or? Uh, but I, I don't have as much research as as you did for your show for as your song. I could tell you it came off the I believe that was a nineteen ninety five album which now you're like, good 90s. You just said you weren't listening to anything popular in the 90s. And uh, yeah, this is not a popular song per se, um, but it is a song that, I mean, from the moment I first heard it, I knew like, this is my theme song. Wait a minute. Uh, especially back in college. Is it? Is it uh, from the band Extreme? It is by the band Extreme. It, it, it is off their- Wait, can I, guess the, can I guess the album? I'm sure. going to see if I've been paying close enough attention to wonder why with you and Mike DeKalb. Is it porno graffiti? That is not. That is oh. their second album that includes the hit song More Than Words. Interesting. Uh, this is off, off their fourth album, Waiting for the Punchline, which why they didn't put four as the number four. I don't know. But uh, it's a little song called Cynical. And here's a little snippet.
didn't know you were going to play the whole song there, Chad. Well, I played a little bit of the chorus. It kind of, uh, you know, has a nice little, uh, the, the, I guess, the bridge right before the chorus, which, you know, it says, if you can't take it with you, what's the use? I never saw a U-Haul being hauled behind a hearse. So, you know, fair, it's a cynical aspect. But when I interviewed uh, members of Extreme on this tour, um, they said that would be their second single off of the album. And I asked if they were going to change the chorus because the word after cynical is not really uh, allowed on on airwaves. Um, but they said, you can't really tell what it says. So, no, they did not edit it out. And I was like, all right. And then they said that someone at an earlier show had had a... Uh, sign up that said cynical frog cynical fork cynical and so now i sing those alternate lyrics occasionally when i yes it's like um the the great uh, uh television edit of snakes on a plane where samuel l jackson uh has had enough and he says I am sick and tired of these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday train or plane. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And, and big Lebowski, when you find a stranger in the Alps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're they're The nice thing about songs is sometimes you can squeeze. I, I I've heard several, you know, uh, rock or alt rock songs that have, have something that would, you know, George Carlin, be like, hey, that's something you can't say on the radio. Um, but they squeak through because they say so fast and sometimes it's incoherent. Um, my next song would be if, if Blink-182 got me to high school, uh, or at least in the movie, this would be my uh, riding to baseball practice with the boys. Uh, and one time we didn't have a bus, so we actually had to drive to the next town to for the game. Uh, it is from the 80s, but the... Uh, first CD that I had it on was from uh, 1990. I'm gonna say nine, but I might be wrong. Um, let's see here. It, regardless, um, yeah. I so I, I had the Sounds of Science in 1999, but it actually uh, was on their debut album, Licensed to Ill, and that would be You Got to Fight for Your Right by the Beastie Boys. And for what I wore out that album, uh, playing it, and and so it just became the running joke. It's like if we're riding with Greg, we all it's expected we're listening to the Beastie Boys. Well, and I just have to remind you, you and my one, two, three sets host Kevin Hudsberger, that the Beastie Boys did not fight for your rights. So you could drink hipster brews, you know, you need the Michelob, you need the vodka and the tonics. You don't need the White Claw. You don't need the Girl Scout cookie flavored beer. If you're going to party, party like an adult. So take it with a grain of salt as this is from uh, Wikipedia. But uh, the song, which was written by Adam Yock, uh, I think I pronounced that right. Uh, and Yalk. band. Hmm? I believe it's Adam Yalk. Yalk. Okay. And band friend Tom uh, Cushman who appears in the video, they intended it as an ironic parody of the party and attitude theme song, such as smoking in the boys room and I want to rock. 
The irony, however, lost on most listeners. Mike D commented that, quote, the only thing that upsets me is that we might have reinforced certain values of some people in our audience when our own values were actually totally different. There were tons of guys singing along to fight for your right who were oblivious to the fact it was a total goof on them. Uh, so Yauk, Ad-Rock, and producer Rick Rubin were all given writing credits on the song. Rick Rubin yeah. really has worked with everybody. The man is a genius. Pretty much. And if you have not seen Crush Groove, I highly recommend you check it out where he plays himself in the dramatization of the formulation of Def Jam Records. So. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's interesting how that song, and I guess, you know, to a later extent, Fred Durst has said the same about a lot of the early Limp Biscuit songs is that they were mocking the bullies of their school, but that those bullies ended up embracing them as mm-hmm. the voice of their generation. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if you have Apple TV, there is a Beastie Boys kind of documentary film that I highly recommend. It's uh it's Mike D and Adrock telling the story of the history of the Beastie Boys. I will find that. I have the Apple TV. And you should watch it. I will do that, Mike. Or, All right. you uh, well, yeah. wait, wait like 15 minutes and then you can watch it. Uh, if you or happen to listen to my previous podcasts, which are no longer available because I took them off the market when I rearranged my, my network, I did an episode of, I believe it was the Chad Narek Fantastic Podcast where we talked about our favorite soundtracks and by which ironically with this, uh, with this episode here of soundtracks for our lives, but my favorite soundtrack is John Bon Jovi's blaze of glory, the young guns Two soundtrack. And it's probably one of my top three albums overall. And there's a song out there. So you said fight for your right would be like you going to baseball practice i think Hanging this song with the boys type of thing although it was high school so we weren't doing anything crazy we were literally driving to ball fat practice okay uh this would be like my i guess coming into my own uh figuring out who i am as a person type song and when i was looking it up i did realize because the young guns 2 soundtrack came out in 1991 and then I believe it was around 95 or 98. I can't remember. Chris Ledoux covered this song with John Bon Jovi. And so I got a clip here with those two singing. And it's a song called Bang a Drum. Yeah, that's more of just, uh, you know, fighting yourself. You know, it's, I'm sure there'd be a montage coming up of uh, doing something, probably sitting on the couch if it is the movie of my life. But uh, yeah, and, and again, I can't recommend the Young Guns 2 soundtrack enough. And wow, I am really realizing how congested I am right now. Um, but yeah, and Chris Ledoux, you know, he's one of those guys that, you may know the name, but had a career much bigger than than what he is known for. And I think it was Garth Brooks who kind of put him back on the country map by mentioning him in uh, 
Too Young to Feel This Damn Old, which is another song that I probably right now could have you chosen to to be on my soundtrack. But and here's the thing every day. Yeah. If you ever want to see a real country music fan roll a tear, mention Chris Ledoux. Like all these like uh, um, Luke. Uh, Luke Bryant, Luke Bryant, yeah, yeah they, they they're not going to know who he is, but you ask those, you ask those country folk out west, and like, um, in the plains, like Kansas, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Wyoming, Colorado, um, the, the Dakotas, they will, they'll roll a tear for old Chris Ledoux, and I, I can't be mad at him about that. So, um. My next one, Chad, is we're getting into adult Greg, right? The immaturity of youth is past. Uh, we're, we're settling down. We're getting married. And uh, you did go with the divinals. When I think about you, I touch myself. Did you? I did not. I actually went with a really sweet song. It's a uh, it's one of my wife and mine uh, favorite song. We saw it and it's, it's on a soundtrack. Uh, we saw it on the movie before we got married and, and incorporated that into our uh, wedding reception. Our wedding party actually entered the wedding uh, or the reception area to to this song. Uh, the song itself was released in 1996 um, on the seventh and final studio album of the Pogues called Pogue Mahone, which is the uh, um, uh, it's Gaelic or Irish uh, for kiss my arse. Uh, which is kind of fun. Um, are you familiar with the Pogues at all, Chad? Uh, again, I know that there's a band called the Pogues. Fair but enough. As much as I thought you said you were going with Post Malone, and I was like, that's that that'd be a de- decent departure for me. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, this was actually it. It was a, a canceled single from this album, uh, and it's "Love You Till the End." Oh, why don't you just take me where I? Catch my breath. I love you till the end. I love you till the end. Just a, a one of the softer, more melodic um, offerings, I guess, uh, by the band. You know, they're they're kind of an Irish folk band. They they have some drinking songs and things like that. I one of the songs that again played at our reception was uh, "Kiss Me." I'm no wait, that's Dropkick Murphy's shit. Um, but there's a song called shit, uh, "Kiss Me." I'm shit faced. This Dropkick Murphy's not the Pogues, uh, but the Pogues have uh, again very iconic sound. If you're into like that Irish folk music, which uh, which I I kind of am. All right. So. Yeah. And Dropkick Murphy's, I just know, shipping off to Boston, which they play before Boston Bruins games. I believe it. Yeah. All right, Chad, what you got next, buddy? Well, you know, I, I was struggling to try to come up with actual, not just songs that, you know, I liked that would fit it, that I wanted to, but actually kind of describe my life. If like we were saying, if it's in a movie and I mentioned a montage earlier, this next song would be, you know, in my life, the montage of me uh, remembering my roots and going back and, and, you know, it, it'd be similar to the Rocky four montage where he's training, getting ready for his fight with Ivan Drago. This would be me back just wondering 
where I went wrong in life and trying to get back in life. And, uh, you know, you and I are both from the Midwest, as is a certain uh, musician that used to go by the name of the Coog, John Mellencamp. So this is Small Town. Well, I was born in a small town. And I live in a small town. That was from the 1987 Live Aid concert and uh, a concert that I want to see sometime. I thought you were going to... Uh... I've not yet been to a Live Aid, but I, you know, my... my oh. Oh, I, I thought I, I thought you were going to say I, we had some connection issues there. I thought you were going to go with uh, Southern South Central Illinois, small town Illinois' very own redneck woman, Gretchen Wilson, who's from huh? Pocahontas, Illinois. He but, is from Pocahontas. That is true. And uh, yeah, I'm glad, I I'm glad you went a different direction. Yeah, no, I went with the small town because my hometown is a population of 1,300 people. And it's a small town. And, you know, I don't think I would ever go back and live there, but it's a nice place to visit and just escape the monotony of the city sometimes. And, and you can never forget where you come from, forget your roots. You know, it's uh, there's another song that I like that uh, by Butch Walker. Um, it's called. Uh, the name escapes me at the moment and it's a really good song, but he's got a line in there. It was a song he wrote for his son and it says, you know, keep your hands dirty or wash your hands before you eat, but keep them dirty enough to remember where you came from or something like that. So. That is a good, good rule to live by Chad. Well, my next one, I think at least given the last, not maybe not six years, but, certainly three. Uh, and this, I think this song signifies that perhaps personifies my parenting style. So I'm just going to let the music speak for itself. That's right, Chad. It's the Imperial March. Oh, I thought you were going to go with Baby Shark. Oh, God. Uh, no. You know, I, I was thinking earlier when you were talking about your wedding, I had the uh, Star Wars soundtrack pop in my head because my friend Brian did at his wedding. They marched into the uh, the Star Wars theme and then left to, I can't remember which uh, which selection from the soundtrack I don't remember because I wasn't there because of some uh, issues dealing with the person that I was writing with and sh us showing up like two hours late. Uh, yeah, that's a whole nother story. But um, so are you saying that you are, are you the emperor or are you Darth Vader? Are you turning your kids into Sith Lords? I feel like uh, my son 
probably feels like when when he knows he's some, done something wrong and hears me coming down the stairs that if he was more up to speed with Star Wars, that he'd be like, oh, oh no, here he comes. I rule with an iron fist. Uh, as long as you're not trying to force choke anybody. Uh, not force choke. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, DCFS, if you're listening, I kid. Um, yeah, so that that's... It, I don't really have much more to say about that one. I mean, we all know John Williams, of course, and, and uh, uh, not much more can be said about that. It's just, uh, I, I, I'm, he, he told me today, both that I was rude and mean. And what he doesn't know is like, I'm just trying to discipline a little bit. And yeah, I don't think he's used to that. So let's move on. Let's <laughs> before I, Oh, in, open mouth insert foot, Chad. Let's uh, take 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 us home. Um, well, you know, I was struggling to come up with uh, actual songs for this list. Uh, I thought this would be much easier. Like I said, I don't want to just grab songs that I, I enjoyed. I wanted to kind of have them have meaning in my life. And but I knew, you know, I started with extreme. So like, I have to put on an Alice Cooper Al- song. He's my favorite artist, and. You know, this one is, it's a little dark, the subject matter, but uh, it's, it is one of my favorite songs by him. And, you know, I have been very open the last few years with my battles with depression. I am not, thankfully, anywhere near the deep ends of, of depression, but it is something that I have struggled with. And there's a part of me that just, if I had a house, I would want a padded room just to go hang out in every so often. But uh, my last song is off of Alice's 1979 from the inside album, which is all about his time in a sanitarium when he was trying to clean up from his alcohol uh, addiction and read about people that he met there. And this is called the quiet room. This quiet Yeah, you know, a nice little ballad about being stuck in a room where they put you when you are on, are on suicide watch. What a way to end the show on a happy note. So, well, I, I'm, I've got one more. By the way, if you haven't learned uh, by now, folks, uh, unless all of my clips and cuts are under two minutes combined. We're going to go just a little bit longer than our usual 30 minutes. And we apologize for that. Um, but this one is an important song to me. I have told my wife, I need to tell like somebody else to make it more official that this like, so when I, when I pass, when I leave this mortal coil, I want uh, as annoying as it may sound, I want bagpipes to play at my funeral, play amazing grace. I feel like that is it's, it's soulful. It's it's when when you, you when you get a talented piper bag 
faggest. I don't know. Uh, you know, then I feel like there's fewer thing, few fewer songs in the world as beautiful as as Amazing Grace on on the bagpipes. But that's like in in the church, out at uh, the gravesite when I'm buried or interred, whatever. Uh, I actually want them to play uh, a song that I didn't know it had as many famous people touch it as it as it did. Um, but uh, it was written and recorded first by Jimmy Webb uh, in 1977. Uh, and Glenn Campbell recorded his version in. Uh, the next year for his 1979 album of the same name. However, it wasn't until 1985 that the song really picked up steam uh, with uh, the, the four heavyweights of outlaw country being Willie Nelson, Chris Christofferson, Waylon Jennings, and Johnny Cash. My, my funeral song that plays into the credits of my movie is Highwayman. I'll find a place to rest my spirit if I can. Perhaps I may become a highwayman again. Or I may simply be a single drop of rain. But I will remain. And I'll be back again and again and again. familiar with that one chad uh again i know that it exists i couldn't sing it to you but you know you can't go wrong with willie and waylon and chris and johnny yeah i mean johnny's a little overrated i kid i kid it's johnny cash he's the man in black I, although you, I did see the other day that if he wrote uh, a boy named Sue today, it probably wouldn't be as as, <laughs> as shocking. So <laughs> it might not be allowed. Um, so anyway, that that's uh, you know quickly quick and dirty. That is uh, that's my that that's our folks. That's our soundtracks to our respective uh, short films, our half hour specials. Um, maybe 40 minute dramas, uh, you know, with, with commercials and stuff to extend it into a one hour, uh, 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 TV times time slot. Um, but that, that's it. We, we, what do you think of all the songs? We, we listed nine songs there. What do you think would be the most expensive to license to try to get the rights to use? And why is it the Imperial March? Oh, that too. I, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> good call so well i mean it, it, who i guess disney owns that now right like they own the music yeah okay yeah yeah and you know they just opened up their star wars hotels so for i think six thousand dollars a night you can go go hang out and pretend to be part of the rebel alliance I know we're out of, we're well past being out of time, but it does beg the question is like, you wouldn't hear the, the John Williams score in that hotel, right? Cause it's supposed to be the immersive uh, kind of like the, um, the Starfleet liner or whatever it is that, that 
they're working I mean, I think on this I think you would, but who knows? I, I have no idea. All I know is apparently it's not very good, according mm. to the people on YouTube that like to criticize everything. And there are a lot of people on YouTube who do like to criticize everything. So, uh, Chad, this was fun. Uh, I'm glad that you talked me down off of 10 songs, not to say that <laughs> I, I couldn't you know, come up with five more, um, but we definitely would have had a two-parter. So, uh, folks, we appreciate your patience as well. Again, we broke format just a little bit by going uh, over the 30-minute mark. Uh, but we appreciate hope you enjoy this episode. And uh, if, if you've got something else that you want us to talk about, we're certainly open to suggestions. Uh, in the meantime, though, uh, we'll we'll be back next week for something new here on the Power Half Hour with myself, Greg Mahochko, and my co-host, Chad Smart. And Jack, do we have a, any unique way of actually getting out of the show? Um, I think we normally just like run out of time and it stops. That's right. That's what we usually do. So this is foreign territory for us all i'm not sure if i'm allowed to say foreign territory this is uh unknown uh the final frontier for us all uh so um we'll see you next time on the power half hour with chad smart and greg mahochko this is a production of the jittery monkey podcast network for more jittery shenanigans go to jitterymonkey.com 